vision. Fiber night. I saw a finish line, and I saw a child of God staggering and stumbling towards it. And as soon as they broke the ribbon, suddenly the finish line became the starting line. They were instantaneously filled with a new enthusiasm and strength, such as they had never had ever experienced before. Mm-hmm. Funny. Just what have you been talking about all that long? The father spoke to me and said, the finish line that you saw in the representative of the place of perfect preparation, completeness, is for one's kingdom position. So you've got to struggle and fight and kick and scream and holler until you get there, and all of a sudden you're going to be invigorated out to be what you were called to be. Well, why are we dragging our feet in this race about getting there? We really think that if we do all this work and we get there, there's not going to be a better life there? You must. And I'm telling you, I have a better life there all the time. The staggering and stumbling towards it is a representative of demonic hindrances and obstacles that have constantly been thrown in front of those who have continually sought the fullness of my will. Even though it seemed from the viewpoint that staggering and stumbling on their part took place, in reality they did not waver from ardent pursuit of my will for their life and ministry, continually refusing to settle for anything less than my will in every aspect of life and ministry. God, what I would do to have you be those that never, never once fell short of God's perfect will for your life. You, you would never let go, and you would face it and do it until you got right with God. An ardent pursuit of my will for their life and ministry, continually refusing to settle for anything less than my will in every aspect of life and ministry. And while they were con- contending with the demonic forces through much turmoil and shaking and at times seeming confusion to stay on a narrow path of perfect obedience, I was continually, by my spirit, doing the deepest work of the cross in them. And while at times it seemed to them that they were not growing spiritually, there was a continual growth taking place in the depths of their very being. The breaking of the ribbon is a representation of the full, fullness of time concerning their preparation and their entrance into the fullness of their kingdom position and destiny in Christ. The fact that the finish line suddenly became a starting line is representative of the glorious new beginning that I have for all those who have been faithful to hold fast the vision, revelation. So some for many, many, many years that I've placed in their heart. The fact that they were instantaneously filled with all new enthusiasm and strength is representative of the new mantle of grace that I'm now pouring out on the lives of those who've learned to walk by faith. Those who've laid their lives down entirely and thus entered into abiding and an absolute trust in me. The fact that they've never experienced they've never experienced anything like this before is a representation of the kingdom, anointing and power, unfading glory that will be poured into into and through my holy ones from now until the end of the age. I'm going to read something to you. Give me one second.
there was a picture of God anointing, pouring an anointing on me. And her, her conversation with me about that anointing was that he was anointing me with a whole new level of anointing that was coming upon me to take us to this next level. Exactly what Glenn just said. And there's a picture of me sitting there, and like God was huge vase just pouring this oil. It was coming down on top of me like, like about this big, about my size, pouring down, splattering off my head. It was like the most incredible picture I'd ever seen in my life. How she finds pictures like that, I don't know, but and then she was saying, this is what he's saying, I'm taking you to a whole new anointing beyond anything you've ever been anointed before for what's coming in the next, in the next nearest time, next few, few you know, periods of time that you're gonna have a, a deeper level of anointing to lead these people. So I just laugh at Glenn just says those words. Do not know, do you not know that in the race all runners compete, but only one receives the prize? So run your race that you may lay hold of the prize and make it yours. Now every athlete who goes into training conducts himself temporarily, temperately, and restricts himself in all things. They do it to win the wreath that will soon wither. But we do it to receive a crown of eternal blessedness that cannot wither at all. Therefore, I do not run certain, certainly without devil name. I do not box like one beating the air and, and striking without a, an adversary, but like a boxer. I buffet my body, handle it, handle it roughly, discipline it by hardships and subdue it for fear of proclaiming to others the gospel, the things pertaining to it. I myself should become unfit and not stand the test, be unapproved and rejected as a counterfeit. Now you know why I beat the hell out of my body? Right there. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. So do not be conformed, this world be transformed with the room of your mind so that you may prove what is the will of God is and that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. It says, no unbelief or distrust made him waver. This is concerning the promise of God. He grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God, fully satisfied and assured that God was able by the might and mighty to keep his word to do that what he had promised. So waver to one to move away and the other to be uncertain and undecided, to show irresolution, vacillate, to show signs of falling back, to falter. To waver or not to waver from the quest of the Father's perfect will for one's life and ministry is always based on the deepest inclination of the heart, never temporary actions of the flesh, one's own understanding or preconceived notions. For there is indeed a learning process in the ways of which the kingdom and thus a transition be made from the ways, the mindsets, the world to the ways, the principles of the kingdom. If one's heart is wholly given to God and therefore to his highest purpose of faith and love, then they will never be found wavering in his sight. For he both sees and knows the fullness of his divine purpose for their lives and it is certain that he is continually watching over his word and will to perform it, to bring it to pass in their lives. Indeed, the Father is fabled to finish the work that he has began in each and every one of his precious children. Take that paragraph, go put it on the wall. It's exactly what we've been talking about all night long. Right there. He's been trying to get you out of the way so you quit whining about your little bitch asses and start doing what you need to do about getting right. Yeah. Now may God of peace himself sanctify you entirely. May your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he who calls you. And he's also going to bring it to pass. God's going to make it happen. I just don't know how long it's going to, you're going to make him have to fight for it. Father, we thank you and praise you that you've raised us up a kingdom, people. A people who are found diligently maintaining an unwavering heart of love towards you, or at least we're trying and this highest purposes. We declare this to be done in Jesus' name to your greatest glory. Meditations. The secret of true effective service is joy in God, having an experimental, experiential acquaintance and fellowship with God himself. Be assured if you walk with him and look to him and expect help from him, he will never fail you. But he called it experiential. You know what that means? You've got to experiment and live experientially with him at every minute of your life. He's going to show up. 
Are you going to keep experimenting until you, until you start to get what he's mm-hmm. trying to say? Yes. Or are you going to keep walking by what you know? He who has my commandments gained a revelation of my Father's will and keeps them is the one who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father and I will love him and I will disclose and reveal myself unto him. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my Father will love him and we will come to him and we will make our home with him. Exhortation. Revenge is the fruit of working of a spirit of unforgiveness in one's heart. Revenge to exact punishment or ex- ex- expiation for a wrong on behalf of especially in a resentful or vindictive spirit. Let us cleanse ourselves from every everything that contaminates and defiles the body and spirit and bring our consecration to completeness in the reverential fear of God. For if you forgive people their trespasses, their reckless and willful sins, leaving them, letting them go, and giving up the resentment, your Heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others' trespasses, their reckless and willful sins, leaving them and letting them go and giving up the resentment, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. Ooh. So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another, whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Beyond all of these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. May 13th. I taught this on a Monday night about a year ago. A conscience void of offense towards God and void of offense towards men. God's commands are given to the life of His Son in us. Consequently, to the human nature which His Son has been formed. His commands are difficult, but immediately we obey and they become divinely easy. Conscience is that faculty in me which attaches itself to the highest that I know or the highest that I'll allow myself to know. And tells me the highest that I know demands that I do. It is the eye of the soul which looks out either towards God or towards what it regards as the highest. And therefore conscience records differently in different people. If I am in the habit of suddenly facing myself with God, my conscience will always introduce God's perfect law and indicate what I should do. The point is, will I obey? I have to make a, an effort to keep my conscience so sensitive that I walk without offense. I should be living in such perfect sympathy with God's Son that in every circumstance the spirit of my mind is renewed and restored, and I make out though at once what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God always educates us down to the scruple. It's my ears so keen to hear the tightest whisper of the Spirit that I know what I should do. So grieve not that Holy Spirit. He does not come with a voice like thunder. His voice is so gentle that it's easy to ignore it. The one thing that keeps the conscience sensitive to him is the continual habit of being open to God on the inside. When there is any debate, quit. Why shouldn't I do this? You are on the wrong track. There is no debate possible when conscience speaks. At your peril, you allow one thing to obscure your inner communion with God. So drop it, whatever it is, and see that you keep your inner vision clear. Well, is that not exactly yes. what I've been talking about? Yes. You know? And it's saying, hey, we're, we're messing up. Let's, let's, let's live in such a way not to mess up no more. Right? Amen. Amen.
Romans 2, 1. Two one. Therefore, you are inexcusable, O man. Whosoever are you the judges, for wherein you judge another, you condemn yourself. For that which judges does the same things. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to the truth against them that commit such things, which be against ourselves as well. And think that you this, O man, that judges them that does the same, that does the same, that you shall escape the judgment of God? Or do you despise you the riches of his goodness? And the forbearance of his long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you and us to repentance. But after hardness and impenitent heart treasures up itself into the wrath against the day of wrath and revelation, the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds, to him who by patient continuance and well doing seeks for glory and honor and immortality and eternal life, but unto them that are contentious, constantly contrary to God, and do not obey the truth, they but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. So tribulation and anguish upon them that do evil, of the Jew and also the Gentile. But glory, honor, and peace to everyone that does good to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. Mm -hmm. For as many as have sinned without the law shall also perish without the law. And as many have sinned in the law shall be judged by the law. For not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. For when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things that are contained in the law, these having not the law are law to themselves which show the work of the law written in their hearts and their conscience also bearing witness and their thoughts, the meanwhile excusing or accusing one another. The day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. You know, that's the challenge of this thing. He's going to judge your secrets. You know why he wants to call it secrets? Because you all think nobody knows. And the more I walk with God, the more I know about what you're doing. And the more I know what you're doing, I'm trying to call it out. And says, you'll stop doing it, right? Yes, sir. Romans 5.12 Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For unto the law sin was in the world, but sin was not imputed where there was no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the multitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of them that is to come. But not as the offense, as so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God by the gift of grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, which is abounded towards us and many of us, not as it was all by one man that sinned, so is also the gift. The judgment was one to condemnation, but the free gift is to many offenses to justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive the abundance of grace of the gift of the righteousness shall reign in life by one in Christ. Therefore, as the offense by of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so with the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto the justification of life. Whereas by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so with the obedience of one man many shall many, many, many shall be made righteous. Moreover, the loss entered that the offense might abound, but where the sin abounded, grace much more abounded. So that sin has reigned into death, even so might grace reign then through the righteousness into eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. I'm not going to read six, but you all know what six says, right? Yes. Don't yield to the wrong stuff, right? Yeah. Put off the old man in all of its ways. Yeah. Romans 9, verse 1. I say the truth in Christ, I lie not. My conscience always bearing me witness in the, in the Holy Ghost that I have a great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For I could 
wish that myself were a curse from Christ for my brother, my kinsman, according to the flesh, who are Israelites, and to whom pertains the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises. Whose are the fathers and of whom are concerned the flesh, Christ came, who is over all God blessed forever and ever. Amen. Not as though the word of God had taken no effect, for they are not all Israel who are of Israel. Neither because they are all the seed of Abraham are they all children. But it's Isaac shall the seed be called. That is, they which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God. But the children of the promise are counted for the seed. For this is the word of promise. At this time I will come, and Sarah shall have a son. Turn to me to Romans 12.1. I beg you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you would present your bodies a living sacrifice, be holy, acceptable, acceptable to God, which is your, by the way, reasonable service. Be not conformed to the world, but be transformed to the room of your mind, that you may prove what is this good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given to me, to every man that is coming that's among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man a measure of faith, to live in that measure of faith. 13.1 Let every soul be subject to higher powers, for there is no power but that of God. And the powers that, are, that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resists the power, resists the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive themselves, whoops, damnation. Probably shouldn't be resisting, huh? For rulers are not a terror to good works. They are a terror to the evil. Will you then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and you shall have praise of the same. You won't have to be afraid. That's what I've been trying to tell you all night. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if you do that which is evil, be afraid. For he bears not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a revenger, to execute wrath upon him that does evil. That would be me. 1417. For the kingdom of God. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. The kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he, that, for he that in these things serves Christ is acceptable to God, approved of men. Let us therefore follow after the things that make for peace, the things worth one may edify one another. Romans 16, 17. Now I beg you, brethren, mark them that cause divisions and offenses that are contrary to the doctrine which you ever have Learn and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus, but their own belly. And by good works and fair speeches, deceive the hearts of the simple. For your obedience has come abroad unto all men. I am glad, therefore, on your behalf. But I yet, I would have you wise in that which is good and simple concerning that which is evil. Knowing too much about evil things is not enough about good things, right? Yeah. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. And the grace of the Lord Jesus shall be with you. And let that be so. Amen. 1 Corinthians 10, 23. See, all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful to me, but, I, but not all things edify. So let no man seek his own, but every man help another one in their wealth too, helping them get, get along. 
Whatsoever is sold in the shambles that eat, taking no question for conscience sake. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. If any of them that believe not bid you to a feast, and you be disposed to go, whatsoever is said before you eat it, asking, taking no question for conscience sake. No, don't try to figure it out. Just do what you do unless they tell you it's for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. We're, we're worshiping Satan tonight, then don't eat it. Right? <laughs> but if any man say to you, this is offered as a sacrifice of the idols, eat not for his sake that showed it, and for conscience sake again. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Conscience, I say, not thy own, but also of the other. For why is my liberty judged of another man's conscience? For if by grace we be a partaker, why am I evil spoken of for that which I give thanks? Whether therefore we eat or drink or whatsoever we do, we do it all, all to the glory of God. Give no offense, neither to the Jews nor the Gentiles, nor to the church of God. Even as I please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many, that they may all be saved. Second Corinthians 1. Verse 12. For our rejoicing is this, that the testimony of our conscience, that in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with any kind of fleshly wisdom, thinking our way out, <clears throat> but by the grace of God we have had our conduct in the world and more important, more abundantly towards you. For we're going to write none other thing unto you than what you've read or acknowledged. And I trust you shall continue to acknowledge even to the end, as also you have acknowledged in us in part that we are your rejoicing even as you are ours in the day of the Lord Jesus. 2 Corinthians 4.1 Seeing therefore we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. So we've renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, or handling the word of God deceitfully by the manifestation of the truth, committing ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God letting everyone be able to hold us accountable for who we really are. But if our gospel be hidden, hidden to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should actually shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined into our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Yes. Mm-hmm. 2 Corinthians 5.11 Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we are going to continue to persuade men. We are made obvious or manifested to God, and I trust also we are made manifest even in your consciences, that you can see who we really are. For we commend not ourselves again unto you, but give you occasion to glory on our behalf that we, we, you may have something to answer them that glory in appearance, but not in heart. Whether we be beside ourselves, it's to God, or whether we be sober, it's for your cause. Mm-hmm. For the love of Christ constrains us, because we thus judge. If one died for all, then all are dead. And that, we, that, and that he died for all, that they could live, should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore, henceforth, now we know no man after the flesh. Yes, we not even know Christ after the death, after the flesh. Yet now, henceforth, we know him no more. We might have known who he was in the scriptures, but now mm-hmm. we know him spiritually in our lives, right? Yes. Amen. So not after the flesh. And then 6.3. So I want us to give no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed. Mm-hmm. But in all things, approving ourselves. 
as the ministers of God, and much patience and afflictions, necessities, distresses, stripes, imprisonments, tumults of labors, watchings, and fastings. Watch do this by the pureness, by knowledge, by long suffering, by the kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love sincere, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness, both on the right hand and on the left, by honor and yet dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold, we live, as chastened and not killed, as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many others rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 10, 12. Uh, I'm sorry, 7, 9. My bad. Now I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that you sorrow to repentance. For you were made sorry after a godly manner, that you might receive damage by us in nothing. For godly sorrow works repentance to salvation that's not to be repented of. But the sorrow of the world works death. For behold, the self-same thing that you sorrowed after a godly sort. What carefulness it created in you. Yes, what clearing of your conscience in yourselves. Yet what indignation, anger against your disobedience. Yes, what fear, reverence. Yes, what vehement, passionate desire to do right. What zeal to be busy about our Father's business. Yes, what revenge. In all of these things, you have approved yourselves to be clear of this matter. You've done what's necessary to show God you were for real. Galatians, I'm sorry, Corinthians 10, 12. We dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with, with some that commend themselves, but they measure themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves aren't wise. But we will not boast of things without our measure. But according to the measure of the rule which God has distributed to us, a measure to reach even unto you. For we stretch not ourselves beyond our measure, as though we reached not unto you. For we are come as far unto you as also in preaching the gospel of Christ, not boasting of things without our measure, that is, some other man's labors, but having hope. When your faith is increased, that we shall be enlarged or opened by you according to your rule abundantly. Preach the gospel in the regions beyond you, and not to boast in another man's line of things made ready to our hand. But he that glories, let each and every one of us glory in, in the Lord. Yeah. For not he that commends himself is approved, but he that the Lord commends. Mm-hmm. Galatians 2 16. Knowing that this man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Christ. Even as we have believed in Jesus, we might be justified by the faith of Christ, and not by the works of the law, but for the works of the law there is no flesh ever justified. But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves are found sinners, is there for Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. If I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgression. For through the law, I am dead to the law, that I might live unto God. So I am crucified with Christ, Yet nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live, I live in the flesh by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness came to the law, then Christ is then dead in vain. Ephesians 5.
Verse 8. For you were sometimes darkness, but now you're light in the Lord, so walk as children of the light. Amen. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable in the Lord. So have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it's a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, for whatsoever does make manifest is light. Wherefore he says, Wake you that sleep and rise from the dead, and Christ shall give you this light. Mm-hmm. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Mm-hmm. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore be you not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord giving thanks always for things unto God, the Father, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and submitting yourself to one another in the fear of God that your conscience might be clear. Philippians 1, verse 3. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making requests with joy, for your fellowship with the gospel from the first day even until now, being confident of this one thing, that he which has begun to work in you will perform it until the day of Christ. Even as it meet for me to think of this of you all, because I have you in my heart, insomuch as both in my bonds and in the defense and the confirmation of the gospel, you are all partakers of this grace. Yes. For God is my record, and my conscience is clear. How greatly I long after you all in the bowels of Christ. In this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in the knowledge of Him and in all judgment, that you may approve those things that are excellent that you may be sincere and without offense until the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, and unto glory and the praise of God. First Thessalonians 5, 14. So we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, see, we're here for you, support the weak, be patient towards all men. See that one, none render evil for evil to any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and, again, to all men. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ concerning you. Quench not that spirit, frustrate it not, do not take it aside, but let that spirit guide you and lead you. Despise not, prophesy, improve all things, hold fast that which is good. Abstain from any and all appearance of evil, that very God of peace, sanctify or set you apart holy. And I pray God, your whole spirit, your whole soul, and your whole body be preserved blameless to the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus. Because mm-hmm. faithful is he that has called you, who also will in fact do it. First Timothy. Verse 5. Now the end of the commandment is charity of a pure heart and of a good conscience and a faith unfeigned, sincere. From which having some having swerved and turned aside into selfish jibber-jabber, desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor whereof they even affirm, not knowing what they're talking about. But we know the law is good if it's a man used it lawfully. Knowing this, that the law is not made for righteous men, 
Men further remain for the lawless and the disobedient, to help them see their faults. For the ungodly, for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers, for murderers of mothers, for man manslayers, for whoremongers, for them to defile themselves with mankind, for men stealers, for liars, for perjured persons. For if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which is committed unto my trust. So I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has enabled me. He counted me faithful putting me into the ministry. It was before a blasphemer and a persecutor in interest, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. I didn't know any better. The grace of the Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ, which is a faithful saying and worthy of all exception, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, who I am one of the worst or the best. Albeit <laughs> for this cause I obtained mercy. That in me first Christ Jesus might show forth all long suffering. For a pattern to them should hereafter believe on him to everlasting life. Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God be honor and glory forever and ever. So this charge I commit unto thee, my son Timothy, according to the prophecies which have been went before thee, that by these you might war good warfare, holding faith and good conscience, which have some having put away concerning faith and made a shipwreck of their life. Who of whom is Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I've delivered to Satan. They might learn not to blaspheme or talk about God without consideration. 2.1. I exhort therefore all, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks to be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we might lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honor and honesty. For this is good, and this is acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. 4.1. Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times shall some depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, commanding to abstain from meats which God has created to receive, be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused. I if it be received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. But if you put the brethren in remembrance of these things, you shall be a good minister of Christ, nourished up with the words of faith and good doctrine, whereunto you have attained. But I ask that you refuse profane and old wives' fables, exercise yourself rather unto godliness. For bodily exercise profits little, but godliness is profitable to all things, having promise of life that now is and of that which one is to come which is a faithful saying and worthy of all exception. For therefore we labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God, yes. who is the Savior of all men, especially of those of us that believe. These things I ask that you command, and I ask that you teach. Second mm -hmm. Timothy, verse 3. I thank God, whom I serve, my forefathers with pure conscience that without ceasing of remembrance of you and my prayers night and day. Greatly desire to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned, sincere faith is in you, which dealt first in my grandmother Lois and then my mother Eunice, I am persuaded that it's also in you. Wherefore I put you in remembrance, that you stir up the gift of God that is in, in thee by the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. So be not you therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, 
to be a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Who has saved us, called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. It is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus, who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light through the, through the gospel. Mm -hmm. 2, 14, 16. <clears throat> These things, put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord, they would strive not about words, to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. So study to show yourself approved. Approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, because he's rightly divided the word of truth. But shun the profane and vain babblings, for they will increase to more and more ungodliness. Titus, verse 10. For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision, whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, teaching things they ought not to teach for filthy lucre sacred money. One of themselves, even a prophet of their own, said, the creatures are always liars, evil beasts, and slow bellies. This witness is true about what they said. Wherefore, rebuke them sharply that they may be sound in the faith, not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men, but turn from the truth. And the pure, all things are pure. But unto them that are defiled and unbelieving, there's nothing pure, but their mind and their conscience is defiled. They profess they know God, but it works, they deny Him. Being an abominable and disobedient to every good work, they are reprobate. Hebrews 9, verse 6. Now then, these things that Thus ordained, the priests always, which always in the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God. But in the second tabernacle, when the high priest alone, once a year, not without blood, which he has offered for himself and for the heirs of the people. The Holy Ghost, this signified, that in the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest. While, as the first tabernacle was still standing, so while the first tabernacle was there, the Holy Ghost said, what was what the whole inner chamber, the holiest, holiest was about, wasn't even revealed yet. So he let them know, but they still had to go in and do their blood sacrifice. Which was a figure for the time when, when then present, in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make them. They did the service perfect pertaining to the conscience. Which stood only in meats and drinks and diverse washings and carnal ordinances imposed upon them until the time of the Reformation. The Christ being come, a high priest of good things to come, by a greater, more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats or calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Amen. For the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of the heifer, sprinkling and clean, sanctified and purified of the flesh. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to our God, how will that purge our conscience? from our dead works that we might learn to serve the living God. Amen. 10, 19. Having therefore, brethren, boldness, enter into that holiness by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he has consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, through his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from a previous evil conscience, and our bodies washed with the pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith 
without wavering, for he is faithful in his promise. So let's be faithful to him that did. Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some, but exhorting one another in so much the more as you see this day approaching. First Peter 2. Verse 1. Wherefore lay aside all malice, all guile, hypocrisies, envies, and all evil speakings. <laughs> As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If so, you have testation of the Lord, and that it is gracious. To whom coming as of a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. You also as living stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable unto God by Christ. Wherefore also is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious. And he that believes in him shall not be confounded. Unto you, therefore, which believe, he is precious. But to them which he be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. The stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they have been appointed. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of the darkness into the marvelous light. Now, which is in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have, in fact, obtained mercy. So, dearly beloved, I beg you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly, fleshly lusts, which war against your soul, have your conduct honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak evil, Speak of you as evildoers, they may, by your good works, which they shall, behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. Mm-hmm. 3.8 Finally, be all one mind, having compassion, one of another. Love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous. Not rendering evil for evil. Or railing for railing, but contrarywise blessing. Knowing that you are there unto call, that you should inherit a blessing. For he... For he, for he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil, and his lips let him speak no deceit or guile. Let them eschew evil and do good. Let them seek peace and ensue it. The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. Their ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that are doing evil. Knows who is he that will harm you if you be followers of that which is good? But if, and but and if you suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are you. Be not afraid of the terror, neither be troubled. But sanctify the Lord, set him apart in your hearts, that you may be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you for the reason of the hope that's within you, with meekness and fear, having that good conscience. That whereas they speak evil of you, of evil doers, they may be ashamed that they falsely have accused your good conduct in Christ. For it's better for the will of God be so that you suffer for well doing than for evil doing. For Christ also has once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, and then being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. First John. Five. This then is the message which you've heard of him 
And we declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness. We say that we have fellowship with him, we walk in darkness, we lie. Our conscience is not helping us. And we don't know the truth. We walk in light, it sees the light, we have fellowship with one another, the blood of Jesus, his son cleanses us from all of our sin. We say that we have no sin, we again deceive ourselves, our conscience is wrong, and the truth is not in us. We confess our sins, though. He is faithful and just to forgive our sins, and more importantly, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and get our conscience clear. Mm -hmm. If we say that we have not a sin, we make him a liar, and his word, once again, is not in us. Mm -hmm. To one, my little children, these things I write unto you, that you would sin not. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Christ Jesus the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And hereby we do know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. He that says, I know him and keep not his commandments, is a liar. The truth is not in him, his conscience is dead. But whoso keeps his word in him, truly is the love of God perfected. Hereby we know that we are in him. He that says he abides in him ought also walk even as he walked. 2.24 let that therefore abide in you which you have heard from the beginning. Now which you have heard from the beginning remain in you. You shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he has promised us, even eternal life. These things I have written unto you concerning them that try to seduce you. But the anointing which you have received of him abides in you. And you need not that any man teach you, but the same anointing teaches you of all things. And it's the truth, and it is no lie. Even as it taught you, you shall abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him that when he shall appear, you may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone that does righteousness is actually then born of him. 3.1. Behold what manner of the love of the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should actually be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knows us not, because it didn't want to know him. <laughs> Beloved, now are the sons of God. We are. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, but we shall see him as he is. And every man that has his hope purifies himself even as he is pure. Whosoever commits sins transgresses also the law, for the sin is the transgression of the law. And you know that that man was man, and you know that he was manifested to take away our sin, and in him there is no sin. So whosoever abides in him sins not. Whosoever sins has not seen him, neither has known him. So little children, let no man deceive you. He that does righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that commits sin is then of the devil. For the sin, devil sins from the beginning, for the purpose of the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil and revive our conscience, right? Amen. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. That's the conscience inside you, not allowing you to do the wrong things. In this, the children of God were made manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever does not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loves not his brother. Mm -hmm. John 4, 7. Beloved, love, let us love one another for love is of God, and everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. And he that loves not knows not God, for God is in fact love. And this was manifested the love of God towards us because that God sent his only begotten son of the world that we might live through him. So here it is love. Not that we love God, but he loved us. And he sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Mm -hmm. Beloved of God so loved us, we ought then also to love one another. 5.1 Whosoever believes that Jesus Christ is born of God and everyone that loves him 
that begot also loves him that begotten of him. And by this we know that we love the children of God. When we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. And whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith, because we believe in him. So who is he that overcomes the world? But he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Yeah. Verse 9. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is even greater. For this is the witness of God which we have testified in his Son. He that believes on the Son of God has a witness in himself. He that believes not God has made him a liar because he believes not the record that God gave his Son. And this is the record. That God has given to us eternal life. This life is in his Son. And he that has the Son has life. And he that has not the Son has not life. Verse 18. Oh, I'm sorry. Through 15. These things I have written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God. You may know that you have eternal life. And that you may believe on the, Son, on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that you would have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he's going to hear us. We know that if he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that are desired of him. Verse 18, we know that whosoever is born of God sins not. But he that is begotten of God keeps himself. And that wicked one can't touch him. And we know that we are of God, the whole world lies in wickedness. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him, that is true. And we are in him, that is true even in His Son, Christ Jesus. And this is the true God, and this is the true eternal life. So little children, all y'all, keep yourselves from those distractions, those idols. Amen. There's your message, and I think pretty much lines up right with everything else we were saying, right? Yes. And we have the opportunity to make decisions based on these revelations. And... Frankly, these determinations God's been determined enough to teach us and guide us and lead us and we can, we can determine He knows what He's talking about even if we don't. And we can trust and believe in Him into a far greater level of truth into the situations we face. And we can come to believe that and honor and, and glorify Him in all aspects of our life. So I pray that we all listen to this message and let it say to deep. Father, we come before you and say thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord, for who you are, who you're guiding and leading and teaching each one of us to be. We ask, Lord God, that we stop this foolish nature we have of hearing the messages and saying they're great messages and living completely contrary, Lord God, knowing there's no life in that. There's just nothing but a guarantee of death. And yet we are foolish enough to think that somehow we can call this living. So Lord, I look forward to your abundant life being poured out upon all these men, Lord God, and all this church in general. But Lord, I also know that's going to come with a measure of obedience and righteousness of you before it'll ever come through just a waving of a magical wand. So we're going to give thanks. Give praise. We're going to you continue to guide us, lead us, teach us, being that schoolmaster we need to help us understand the mercy and the grace of God as it goes before us. So these things, we give thanks tonight. We do it in the precious name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. amen.